0: Hello and welcome to Connected episode 462. It's made possible this week by our sponsors ExpressVPN, Indeed, and NomNom. My name is Stephen Hackett and I am joined by Mr. Mike Hurley. Hello! Hey bud. It's just me and you this week. Just me and you. And you and me. So happy together. I think maybe for the next two weeks. This week and next week next two two episodes this week is federico's birthday Mm -hmm. and we want you to get something for him dear listeners so if you pick up your iphone and find your third most used emoji just note what it is and then go to mastodon federico is Vitici at maxstories.net on mastodon and describe to him your third most used emoji
1: Thought that this could be like in the honor of the of the Jeremies, right? Which Federico is so good at. Like usually, when someone's not on the show for a period of time, we just say send emoji to them. But instead, you can be Federico in this scenario and try and describe this emoji in text to 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 Federico. So you
0: should do that, and that would be really great. We would do it on Threads, but he lives in the EU. Yes, yeah, so that's not going to work. So what is yours? Describe yours for me. Salute.
1: <laughs> there's there's i I, this unfortunately i have the best uh, emoji for description right there
0: i feel like you should have said something about like saluting face cut in half or something mm, okay i can do that you know what I so mean? i'm
1: gonna send that to him now
0: i'm sending to him uh, it's a little bit longer than yours but it is eyes looking to the left in a sus manner saluting
1: face Cut in half vertically. There we go. And post it. Excellent. I hope everybody joins us in celebrating Federico's birthday by sending him very cryptic messages yes. on And
0: I would say don't include the emoji. Just the description, Yes, don't right? put
1: the emoji in there. Don't put the
0: emoji in there. So anyways, we hope our friend has a good birthday. We miss him and we'll be reunited soon. Okay, so our friend Quinn... Posted
1: uh, on threads a picture of his brown beats with the brown zone mm-hmm. I forgot just how brown the zone was it was the most this brown. is a bad looking piece of technology mm-hmm it is not good looking this brown zone. I feel like history has remembered the brown zone correctly, which is that it's bad looking. The Zune itself looked cool. This brown Zune, not good.
0: It's like double injected with some sort of green as well. You can kind of see from the edge. It's weird. Well, I wonder if that is an aging. Uh, let's like, see, brown Zune.
1: I, Google I don't images. know if that's like, you know, maybe maybe there's been some sunlight damage. No, man, the,
0: uh, the press photos have it. Really? Yeah, I'll send you a... Mm, copy image address yeah i would say that you know this
1: is one of those like historic things like memes and technology or whatever right the the brown zone. and i would say that most of these things typically like they become memes right and they weren't actually as bad as you remember them this is as bad as you remember it visually
0: it's not it's not a great looking device no, the Zune HD though was pretty sweet. The metal is that what this is? No, this is that's a regular Zune, like a Zune 30 or something.
1: But like, I think the Zune, even this Zune, like the Zune looks fine, right? Like, as it's actually quite a cool piece of technology design-wise. I just think that they did a bad job with this one colorway. Like, it wasn't the only colorway; right? you get it in different colors. Mm-hmm. But like, this was just not great. I never owned a Zune.
0: Yeah, yeah, me neither. If you want to learn a lot about it, though, there's an ancient episode of Flashback where Quinn and I talk about it.
1: Whoa, February 2020. You didn't even know. Didn't even know. February 27th 2020. You had no idea.
0: The whole world was going to be a brown Zoom very
1: soon. <laughs> if you think about it, COVID was like the brown Zoom. <laughs> if you think about it. So this is technically the Zune 30, the brown
0: Yeah, one. so they named their models. And I
1: assume that was 30 gigabytes?
0: Yeah. Yeah, they named it by size. Their UI
1: design was interesting then too, right? Oh, like, uh, the, the Metro text. design, yeah. so good. Was that Metro? Because I thought Metro was the was the, the like this, the tiles. This
0: was like pre pre Metro. Like Metro inherited okay. a lot of Zune stuff, like the like okay. the all lowercase, big text, white on black.
1: Because this also was like some of the precursor to windows phone right Like yeah. this design style yeah. too and then then i think that was where yeah then it became metro on windows phone and then that moved over to the pc and everyone hated it yep called so uh they had to
0: windows uh, modern design back. or something because <laughs> they, they couldn't use the name mm-hmm. windows phone 7 man so some good ideas one of the best ideas 10. live widgets that is
1: an incredible segue that you have just performed was that a thing, live widgets in Windows Phone?
0: Yeah, m- remember they had an ad. I will remember it till the day I die. It's like a dude standing at a urinal and he like pulls his phone out and he can just glance at like the live tiles really quickly and then move on cuz it just had all the information there. That feels
1: like a very early 2000s ad to me. Like I don't know when this ad was made. That that feels like an early 2000s ad of like the attitude that it's going for like ah people use the bathroom it's like oh yeah i know but like we got a link in the discord for people <laughs> bathroom bathroom really
0: is that the name of the ad i don't know this is just uh it came up on uh on uh google search oh yeah because the guy says really oh here's a here's an article microsoft settles bathroom ad dispute so apparently there was some issue between them and a company in florida over this ad who knew this was so spicy Oh, he dropped the phone in the... It's edgy, man. I don't understand. It's edgy. This edgy. This ad is really weird. Not as weird as the Palm Pre ad. Do you remember that one?
1: Oh, uh, with the, the woman who didn't look real?
0: Yeah. It was like if you took drugs and then watched uh, Lord of the Rings or something. I don't
1: know. Well, I think what they were going for was, like, meditative, right? Like, because the phone looked like a stone. And so they were going, I think they were going for something like yoga-y, maybe? I don't know. Maybe I'm not remar- remembering this. Anyways, Timery. Yeah, Timery's going hard on widgets. So, I, I, you know, I've been using the beta, but Joe's uh, posting about them on Mastodon too, so I'll put a link in the in the notes. Like, the obvious one is a button to stop the current time entries, and that's cool, and it's showing up in in, like, all different types of widgets, which is good. Um, but something which is super cool, which I'd not really considered, is that so in the app you can have saved timers, right? And you could always have a saved timers widget and it would show like the most six most recent widgets or whatever. But Joe has set up a new widget option that will allow you to have multiple pages of save timers. And so you just have left and right buttons in the widget, so you can just page through the widget. I think we're we're reaching that point where people are doing weird stuff which is good right and so like the idea that you can just have a bunch of widgets in the one widget and you can just page through them all that is cool like who needs stacks when you can just widget pagination you know
0: i love my favorite thing about time out of many things that i love about it is that all is all of his examples are parks and rec references it's just very good it makes me laugh every time i see it Yes, good it is very good, but yeah, I'm I'm digging I'm digging these
1: widgets. I'm seeing more and more interesting stuff on on different betas now that I think are secret, but uh, people are doing some cool things. I think we're I think we we're, we're gonna have a good time like with iOS 17 with widgets again. It's gonna be a brave new world. So listen to Michael Roten. They have I think uh, pulled off the best use of Base 64 of all time. The sound that I use. Uh, from the Saint Jude air horn that signifies the start of the quizzes, uh, Michael has turned this into a shortcut using Base sixty-four. Oh no! So you can now press this button whenever and wherever you want, and it will make the noise using Base sixty-four, a Base sixty-four encoded sound. Uh, I don't know if this is like a preference. The iCloud link is in the. Uh, I'm going to put it in the show notes. I don't know if this is a preference. When I installed it on my Mac, it installed it as a menu bar shortcut, which just was very funny to me as a thought of like, oh, I must need it like
0: immediately, you know, whenever, at all times. So you could just be walking down the street and need a quiz of random stranger and just go for it. That
1: noise. Wait, no. I'm not doing the actual sound. That's why I haven't played the sound because I don't, Federico would call foul if the quizzes began right now. You know,
0: I think we could hear it as an example
1: and then we can move on. All right. Well, let me get my iPhone, pulled it off my hand. So key. I need
0: an Apple Watch Ultra, man. Tie it to the action button. But like,
1: would the Apple Watch Ultra even play the sound? Sounds good. That's what it does. That's the shortcut. Last
0: week, we spoke about mobile hotspots. I don't remember the context of this, but we talked about them. And we were curious if they were still widely in use, you know, outside of things like maybe it's a security device for your company, corporate intranet or something. And we got some feedback from Sim saying that uh, portable hotspots are actually super popular in the film industry because trucks and people and everything are moving to new locations all the time. The easiest option is to give every department or every person who needs access to the internet a mobile hotspot so they can work from their computers from their laptops whatever and not have to worry about tethering or killing their phones or whatever and then it's just uh you know part of the expense of the production so a use case i definitely had not considered but one that makes a lot of sense to me uh
1: because we were talking about the 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 mobile internet things for uh the home
0: pod that's medium. right yeah okay so that's some follow-up we did it we did it without federico which makes me uh sad little sad. You know, what would Federico follow up about? Would he have said anything about the Zune? We'll never know.
1: Well, I mean, he could collect it all up and bring it back to the show in a couple of weeks' time.
0: Maybe uh, in two weeks, it's just all Federico follow up. This episode of Connected is brought to you by ExpressVPN. Streaming services like Netflix often have tens of thousands of shows, but depending on where you are, you only get to see a small selection of what's available. It's almost like paying for a gym membership and only using the treadmill. That's where ExpressVPN comes in. When you use ExpressVPN, you can change your online location, which can change where streaming services think that you are located. They have almost 100 different server locations, so you can discover thousands of new shows to watch on Netflix, BBC iPlayer, YouTube, and many more. This means that if I want to watch inception on Canadian Netflix, I can do it just by opening the app, selecting a location, tapping one button to connect, and refreshing the web page to get access. There are loads of reasons to choose ExpressVPN over other VPNs. The blazing fast speed means you can stream in HD with zero buffering. It's compatible with all your devices, phones, laptops, smart TVs, and more. And ExpressVPN has the added benefit of encrypting your data so you can browse the web securely. So make the smart choice and stop paying full price for streaming services and only getting access to a fraction of their content. Get your money's worth at expressvpn.com connected. That's expressvpn.com connected to get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. Our thanks to ExpressVPN for the support of the show and RelayFM. So our friend Casey has a new app out. Call Sheet has launched. Uh, you and I have both, uh, been fortunate enough to use it during his uh, beta cycle. But can you tell us a little bit about this app?
1: So if you are the type of person like me, like I, I think there are a lot of people that are like this, but you, you're watching something on TV, you know, TV show or movie like I've seen this person before. What do I know them from? This is what Korshi is for. <laughs> it's for looking up those stuff. So it is an application which uses the movie database, uh, gives a front end to that. So you can search for TV shows and movies, uh, the cast and crew within them, whether you're looking for actors, directors, producers, you, know, you can look at a show, you can see who's in it, you can tap through, see what they've done and kind of like go through the stack of like, Finding different people, what they've been in, and carrying on going through and through and through. Uh, and Casey has built a really, really nice, well designed, thoughtful application to display this kind of information. Mm-hmm. Um, we've all we have our ways of doing it. Uh, both me and Casey have used the IMDb app for a long time. Like, we've both been IMDb users. And I think this is one of the places it came from. Like, we would frequently lament, as I'm sure he has with many other people, like that that app is just. It's just full of ads, and it's just like not very well maintained. I think, um, and so Casey took it upon himself to build. It's kind of one of those things where he just, dis- I believe, just decided to put out into the world what he wants, you know. Like, um, and so Call Sheet was born.
0: Yeah, I, I wrote this in my in my link to it, um, but I I really like believe it that Call Sheet is sort of the best of the indie app scene because it takes on a really big app written by lots of people who don't care but does a better job at it in every single way like think about back in the day twitterific or tweetbot versus the twitter app right mm-hmm. twitter app, huge app right lots of people working on it back in the day tweetbot and twitterific small teams building really like polished experiences all throughout their app and i think call sheet is is sort of next in line in that thread and i think that's really cool i mean i'll say this like It's Casey's best app, hands down. It is so good. The more you dig into it. It's it's,
1: fantastic. Yeah.
0: It does more than I thought it did. I I learned about it while reading it, even though I've been using it for months, because it's so feature rich. It's like everything that you could think about in an app like this, he thought about. And I'm really proud of him. I'm really happy for him. And I hope it does really well. And I I think it will.
1: I mean, he's done a very good job. Like it's been in beta for a long time and he's done a lot of work refining it. It's one of those kinds of applications where it's trying to surface and show a lot of information well and those kinds of apps are hard to make. Um, And I think that he clearly put the work in and it's just very good. This is one of those applications, like look, you know, we're all friends, right? And so like when a friend does a thing, you want to compliment that friend and share it with other people. This is just an application that I would be happy to use even if, if Casey hadn't made it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just really good. Like It is a, a very, very good app. He's done a very good job with it. We recommend that you try it out. And he's also, like the business model is good. I think he's implemented subscriptions in a good way where the app is like completely usable for 20 searches. And then after that, it's an in-app subscription. I think it's, like, a very good free trial model. And then, of course, right, You with an in-app subscription, you also then get a free trial for a week, right? So you can, mm-hmm. like, keep using it. But, like, the 20 free, like, full-on searches, it's great. And I think for a lot of people, will last them a little bit of time, too. Like, um, you know, unless you want to blast through 20 searches, you've got, like, a big afternoon planned. I don't know, but... Um, but it will last you probably a couple of weeks. You'll search a few things, realize that you like the utility of it, and go for it. And like an application like this has to be good because like you're competing with Google ultimately, right? Like it's super easy to Google for these things, but it's about the way that the information is shared and what the realistic use case is, which is then like going through a bunch of different things in an in experience in an environment that's nice to use. And he's done a good job.
0: I think one of the best features of it is the ability to turn off select information to avoid spoilers. So you can hide cast character names, cast episode counts, episode titles and episode thumbnails. So if you're sensitive to those sorts of things, you can, uh, you can hide them. And he talks about in his blog post about the reason he did that, that, um, you know, sometimes secret identities or the fact that a character is going to get killed off early. And, you know, maybe you're watching the show years later and you don't want to get spoiled. That this one person is only there for three episodes, right? And so you can you can tailor that. Um, and one of my favorite things in it is the uh, uh, the ability when you're on like a media page, the quick access link is what he calls it, where you can jump to Wikipedia or a parental guidance information or trivia page. But I actually set it to uh, to go. Uh, where to watch that's actually powered by the just watch database, which is another app, uh, iPhone app, that's kind of along these lines, it lets you search for something and it tells you where you can stream it uh, for you know, if you have an account or where you can purchase it or rent it or things like that. And I use just watch all the time. And so now it's all kind of in one place for me. And I think that's, I think that's pretty sweet.
1: So on the spoilers, I have like a, a good example of something that happened to me. Okay. Which, uh, please permit me to spoil House of Cards <laughs> real quick. Uh, so we were watching. So if you Look, spoilers for the very old Netflix show, House of Cards, that like people don't really watch anymore because like Kevin Spacey, no good. But at the time... We didn't know that. Um, So uh, I was watching House of Cards and uh, was hearing like what his role was. And like was like, we're watching season one and there have been like three or four seasons at this point or something. We were late to it. And he's like chief whip or something, right? Is his role. And I was like, uh, but I didn't understand that from the context of the show. So like I Googled Kevin Spacey House of Cards job and it was like president. I was like, damn it. (laughs) 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 <laughs> so, like, we're in season one, and it's just, like, spoiled, like, the biggest, like, plot point of, like, the next three seasons. That's hilarious. This is why sheet would be good, because if, if sheet was around then, and I would have used it, then I would not have known that Kevin Spacey becomes the president, or mm. was it... Well, Kevin Spacey doesn't become the president, but Frank Underwood becomes the president. I'd have no idea about it, and then I could have watched in peace and bliss. Can you believe my show was spoiled? Look at that. Was that... What's <laughs> that happening an
0: impression that's me playing kevin spacey playing frank underwood okay that's really good i you don't you can't see it but i look directly at the camera when i did it <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh. beta 5 has been released for ios ipad os watch os mac os and of course TVOS. os as we mentioned in the pro show pro version connected by the way you may be wondering ad free longer version of the show this week we yep. uh Spoke about some TVOS leaks in uh, relation to the Vision Pro, kind of interesting stuff. But for Beta Five, I feel like there's actually quite a bit here. I want to start with the changes in the App Store <laughs> because I think they've thrown both you and uh, and me for a bit of a loop. And so, in the App Store, like if you're on a search page or just uh, uh, an app listing. The buttons used to be all capital letters. You would say "Get" or "Open" or "Update," right? In all caps, like "Open this app." But now it's a title case. It's just a big O, little little P E N. And I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I don't like it because it's new, <laughs> uh,
1: right? Like it, because it's you know what I mean. <laughs> like that's the issue. Like I opened the App Store today, and it says like like "Get" and like "Open" and update right like regular words uh but now it looks wrong so i i don't like it but realistically it's this is the way it should have always been like there was no reason why these buttons should have been in all caps it's mm. not like a convention of ios right like every other word on the screen around them is also written just regularly right like in title case or just i don't even know if you'd call this title case it's just a Word written right, like you know what I mean. It's like yeah. it's, there's no more words, so it's not really title case, I guess, or is it? I, I, I what, what, how do you the define word is them?
0: capitalized? I think is yeah,
1: yeah, because it's just one word in a box or like a ellipses or whatever. Capitalization,
0: frustration, my grammar's bleeding,
1: indeed. Are you, are you like beep, like doing some? I don't know poetry what's happening. Right now? I don't, I don't okay. feel
0: very good, and I'm kind of losing my voice, and like it's just a weird day.
1: I think it's coming across.
0: Uh, so like get
1: <laughs> open update, right? Like now they just look. That is just regular, and there's something about that that's weird, but realistically, this is probably the way it should have always been. Do you remember when they changed it from free to get? That was a weird day. People freaked out. Why did they do that? Yeah, because it's stupid. (laughs) It doesn't make any sense. You can still
0: get an app that costs money. Mm -hmm. In 2014, okay, the first two Google results, Business Insider and Time Magazine. That's how big of a deal it was. Apple made a huge, massive change to app to how uh, huge, how one word made a massive change massive. to the huge Apple Store. Huge, massive. It's a big little change. Wait, can you read that? So, I'm sorry, I, I stepped
1: all over you there. Can you read that again? Because I was so surprised. And how through, one and, and, and word made a massive change to Apple's App Store? Did they say massive twice in the same sentence? No, I, I
0: I think I we sort of we sort of went over each other. I need to talk about the home screen in this Time magazine article so you have contacts and calculator in a folder by themselves with extras called extras voice memo words with friends facebook facetime shazam twitter drudge report direct tv google google maps the weather channel starbucks night sky and then another version of words with friends whose phone is this whoever the reporter is Lynchy anyways yes me, people people freaked like, out about that you know i'll put it in i'm putting it in the discord right now yeah look at that who's reading the drudge report so often they need it on their home screen uh, not important okay uh moving along this is one of those things where like i feel like you don't want the answer to that
1: question yeah i don't want to i don't want to i don't really know much about the drudge report i just know that it exists better we just move on okay apple no no i I want to i want to dig down in this one can we talk about this also there's another app that looks like words with friends yeah that's what i said yeah it's like some other word game oh i see what you mean yeah it's not just another word game it's like the same thing it's another Zynga game right used to be a dog i think and it's not a dog anymore
0: so apple has also been tweaking the live voicemail feature which i should say up until beta four, I'm not sure actually worked. I don't think I don't don't think I get voicemails anymore, which is fine with me, honestly. Do you want to check? Yeah, call me. I could just call you. Well, no, if we you have to like call me on the with my phone number, they not Facetime. Yeah, no, that's
1: fine. Okay,
0: <laughs> I'll build I'll build the connector podcast for the call.
1: Oh, good. All right, let me do that because I have actually not tried this.
0: I think you should put your phone on speaker and obviously put it up to the microphone.
1: Yeah, hopefully it won't reach your phone number though.
0: Right? Uh, it shouldn't. <laughs> we'll work that out we'll know right we'll, we'll get yeah like it'll start with in. my area code oh is nice
1: nice contact uh, poster thank this you This is the first time i've seen one of those <laughs> i don't think i've seen one before because yeah. i don't think it, that was working in a previous beta either it would just when i would go to it it would just show me just an av- like little circle one for you all right let's call you see what happens okay what could go wrong
0: so i have my phone it's a very international i'm gonna i'm gonna send you the voicemail You've reached the voicemail of Stephen Hackett. Leave a message, and I'll
1: get back with you. I'm pretty sure that this has just gone through to your like carrier's voicemail.
0: Nope. As you're talking, I see the text that you were saying. So I'm going to answer. Beeped. I'm going to answer. Beeped
1: or anything. Okay.
0: Hello. Hello.
1: Hi. How are you? How are you? Fine. This is annoying to listen to. Try calling me now. Try calling me now Uh, because who set that up did
0: you set that up that like this is Stephen Hackett yeah but I recorded it like 15 years ago All right, let's call you so if I just what if I just press the the voicemail button yeah user busy cancel or callback okay so things are going well (laughs) try it again try it again I might
1: press the wrong button (laughs) I may
0: press the wrong button I've never (laughs) seen user busy on a phone call I'm too busy for you go away (laughs) I'm recording a podcast
1: here I just, just see message remind... But do I have to set this
0: up somehow? Oh, you probably do.
1: Yeah, all right. Come back to, come back to me at, at the end of this topic. Uh, i us see if I can do this. This
0: feature is very confusing. Apparently, Apple thinks it is too because what the release notes say and what reporting has said, but though we couldn't confirm it, is that the prior default voicemail message had wording that said the person you're calling may pick up. And so now I guess, okay, so now I guess they got rid of that. It plays your voicemail message. I see the transcription, which is the first time that's ever worked for me. And then I can pick up and, like, interrupt the voicemail. But it's it's very strange and fuzzy how this actually works. I'm sure people will get used to it. In fact, I think it's going to be really cool once people just kind of know how this works. But for now, it's a little weird. Uh, Ramon is saying that it's, it's a U.S.-only feature. Oh, uh, Steve asked, "Do you th- did you have to think for a minute whether you said your name or phone number in your voicemail?" Yes, because in the U.S., I think the default, if you don't record one, is like the phone or like the person at nine zero one dot, dot dot My phone number is busy. Leave a message.
1: I think for for mine, it's just like welcome to the EE voicemail. EE's the name, my carrier, right? Like. E. It actually stands for everything, everywhere, but they just like that was the name of the company. Oh, that's the worst. But they just dropped that. They, like they're not referred to as everything, everywhere, anywhere now. They're a result of a merger,
0: <laughs> right? So they're they're everything, everywhere, nowhere.
1: Exactly. Got it. It's uh, they T-Mobile here, like the T-Mobile here, merged with another network called Orange in a deal that would never be allowed to be done today. I'm expecting, uh, and they created EE. Uh, but it was very important at the time because EE were the first um, 4G, like LTE network. And so kind of two networks had to come together to allow up the bandwidth space, really, to to put an LTE. This was a long time ago. This was like whenever the iPhone got LTE, they were like right there on day one. Oh, and yeah. Because they needed the spectrum space. Are you still on LTE? Uh, no, I'm on 5G. Okay. I signed up for a new plan and got five G, like just because uh, I didn't particularly want five G, like nor do I really feel like it helps me in any way in my life. Uh, but I signed up because I could have got a way better plan. Got it? Like they they were I I was like off net like off plan for years, mm-hmm. and they just kept sending me deals, and like I ended up getting a deal that was just like mega good. Like I think for like fifty pounds a month, I think my plan is. I'm um, everything unlimited even abroad.
0: That's pretty sweet.
1: It's a great plan. It's a great plan. So Yeah, it's a great plan. Like I we'll get unlimited data, uncapped unlimited data uh, when I'm in America.
0: Live correction, live voicemails are only available in the US and Canada at launch. Call Tyler Stallman. Moving on. Another feature in Iowa 17 that I know Mike you've talked about other places is the mood logging feature in the Health app. So this is in the health app. You also have the ability to turn on notifications where it can remind you a couple of times a day, like, hey, check in, how are you feeling? Uh, they've tweaked that design a bit more. And I was curious, like, have you been using this? And if you have um, and you're willing to share, how is it, how has it felt?
1: So, I mean, I am I am only using it for Cortex. It's not like I'm going to talk about it like on the next episode. Like, So I'm only using it for follow-up. <laughs> like I don't, particularly have a need right now for it mm-hmm. because I'm seeing a therapist once a week so like I'm getting enough right <laughs> like I don't I don't also need my phone to give me therapy at the moment and so I'm trying it I, what I like about this feature and what I think is good about this feature is the visual nature like the graphics like when so the notifications are good. Like it just I don't know if it's on a timer. I haven't really paid attention to that, but like multiple times a day it will pop up and be like, Hey, how are you feeling? It will ask you, How are you feeling right now? But you can also um go into the health app and do that whenever you want, which just like medications, by the way, not easy, I feel like, to find on the phone. Yeah. Um, like I wish that there was a way to more easily just get into that. I is there a I don't think there's a Watch app. I'm on, not on the Watch beta, but I don't think they broke that one out. I am. Is there, is there a Mood app on the... That would be super weird if there was on the Watch another easy-to-use app. But uh, but the notifications, they pop up. They ask you, like, how you feeling right now or how have you felt today? Like, they're the two things that you can do. It's the same as when you go into the Health app and you go to that section and you go to Logging. It will ask you, like, do you want to log how you're feeling right now or okay. how you felt all day? And then you kind of have the slider for, like, you know, from, like, very negative to very positive and there's like a slider and as you adjust the slider the animation changes and the colors change i think that there's a lot of thought that's gone into that i'm sure there's science that's gone into that but the way that i look at it is like it helps kind of like break down a barrier when there's a visual and just all words like you can kind of like depending on the type of person you are maybe you resonate more with the imagery than the words or vice versa and i think that's kind of
0: cool so on WatchOS, real quick They've built it into the mindfulness app. So if you open the mindfulness app, there's a state of mind section and you can do your logging in there.
1: That's great, but I still don't understand why this stuff is like not easy to get to. Like proactively, that's
0: true of so so much in the health app. The health app is so jumbled, full of stuff. I I, I find it kind of frustrating. Like,
1: and also, and I know you can customize it, and I have, but I still want too many pieces of data. And also, they move around throughout the day. Like it's just not simple. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I like the I like the the visuals of it. Like I like the UI when you're when you're in it. But the problem is, like it asks you to describe kind of like how. Like you you tell it how you're feeling and it's like what what is describing the feeling? It's like you then give like so you say you're very pleasant, then it gives you a bunch of words you can choose from. And there's loads of these. There's like loads and loads of words. I don't know, like say like twenty or thirty words that you can choose from. Like there are like a bunch that are highlighted, but then you can go in and choose more. Then it asks you what is making the biggest impact, and there's just not enough words. There's like 15 words that you can choose from. And I've hit a bunch of instances where I've wanted to say like, oh, I'm feeling good or I'm feeling bad. And and I can't find something that matches the impact. So like I had one where it was like I was frustrated about something with a home thing, like a renovation thing at home. But there wasn't – there isn't like a home as the impact. So like there wasn't – I didn't feel like I could accurately log it. And you can only – they have a text field for additional context, but that only appears after you've chosen something. So like, I don't really feel like that they've done a good enough job with the amount of things that you can select. Hmm. But, but again, it's like all of this stuff, right? They have done a good job, I think, of making like a, a, a base thing that exists. And if people want more, they can go and get it elsewhere. I'm just happy that it exists because I think this stuff is helpful for people.
0: This episode of Connected is brought to you by Indeed. No one wins in the waiting game. So when it comes to hiring, don't wait for great talent to find you. Find them first with Indeed. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Their hiring platform is where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. So instead of spending hours across multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, you can use Indeed's powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. Indeed streamlines hiring with powerful tools to help you find your matched candidates. With Instant Match, over 80% of employers get quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job, according to Indeed Data US. Indeed's hiring platform really is great because it gets you one step closer to the hire by immediately matching you with quality candidates. Even better, Indeed is the only job site where you only pay for applications that meet your must-have requirements, making it an unbelievably powerful hiring platform, delivering four times more hires than all other job sites combined, according to Talent Nest 2019. Join more than the three million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post Indeed.com/slash connected. This offer is good for a limited time, so claim your $75 credit now at Indeed, I-N-D-E-E-D. Indeed.com/slash connected to support the show by saying you heard about it on this, your favorite podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire, you need Indeed. Our thanks to Indeed for the support of the show and Relay FM. Audit me, Daddy. Oh. <laughs>
1: Hey, Daddy, audit me.
0: That did something to me I was not expecting. (laughs)
1: Uh, So, with Federico not here, I thought we could talk about something Mac-related. Yes. And I thought that maybe you could make my Mac life better, and so I have asked for you to audit my Macintosh, Mm. or my usage of said Macintosh, Mm. and then make recommendations for how I should... Should change what I'm doing.
0: I am a uh, I am a Mac power user. So this is what I thought. I yeah. thought as a Mac power, as like how
1: often do you get to talk to a Mac power user? I may as well take a In your of
0: case, it. every day, but
1: yeah, but not not with your Mac power user hat on. Mm, right? Let me like get that hat. Not yeah, like a, you know, like that's not like a always. I don't always get that. In fact. In fact, what I would say is I never get that version of you. I listen to Mac power users. You're never that version, so I want you to be that version. <laughs> treat me, treat me like you're David, and you know, and like,
0: and like, paint me or something, you know. Let's start with hardware. Okay, uh, I know you have changed your Mac hardware and your Mac, your general Mac setup several times. You have the studio. You were working at home for a long time. You have the studio. We had COVID. You're back in the studio again. What what Mac hardware is? is in your life right now. So I use two
1: Macs every day. I have a MacBook air Mm -hmm. and I have a MacBook pro. Okay. MacBook pro is permanently docked to two monitors inside of my recording area in the studio, which is like soundproofed area in the studio, which is not nice to sit and work in all the time because there's like curtains Mm -hmm. and whatever. So I also have like a bigger desk where I have my MacBook air which plugs into a studio display. But then my MacBook Air is also the computer that comes home with me every day. And if I ever need to do a little bit of work at home, then I'll grab the MacBook Air. It's rare, but it happens.
0: So the MacBook Pro is essentially a desktop. Yes. Okay. Why is it not just a desktop?
1: Because... The Mac Studio I want costs like three thousand pounds, and I just have yet to do that. <laughs> yeah, like it's a plan. Yeah. Like I now that now that they have. Uh, by the way, like I'm not telling you to do this, but I have 100 percent thought to myself. Well, I'm going to do whatever you tell me to do, and if you tell me to buy a Mac <laughs> Studio before next week's episode, I don't want to do that. Sure, but I, it is kind of the power I'm putting in your hands. Yeah, so I ask you to wield it lightly, but it, mean, is it, the is, I'm putting it is power. It is
0: a hand. really good computer.
1: Oh, I know it's a really good computer. It's why you got rid of yours <laughs> uh, and replaced it for a MacBook Pro. Yeah.
0: Um.
1: But like I, I have decided that I want a Mac Studio, and the, well, the main reason I haven't done if I buy a Mac Studio, I also want to buy another Studio display. It's like it's too much money, and just like I just, I will get to it. I just don't want to do it yet. Sure. Um. But now that they have revised the Mac Studio, I am confident that it is a product that will remain. Like I just. Like many of us, right? I just wasn't completely sure, yeah, we just, and we just I didn't wasn't have. sure if I wanted to buy into that. Yeah, um, like was it going to be another iMac Pro moment?
0: Yeah, man, the iMac Pro makes me sad. It was such a good computer. You had one, right? Yeah,
1: I had a, I had one for years. I think it was maybe the longest I've used a Mac.
0: I had it for like four years. I loved I loved the iMac Pro. It was so good. I understand why you have multiple setups. I, I will say I have the same issue you do. I work in a bigger room. It's not as quiet as I would like it to be for podcasting. I have uh, portable, like stand up foam pieces. Like, they're hard to explain. They're in frames, they're like framed acoustic panels that are on wheels. And so I can put them behind my desk when I'm recording and yeah i, I tried that it wasn't
1: up. enough for me i yeah. i needed i need like acoustic curtains in this room like it, realistically i need to build a room inside of this I room say, but i just don't could, want to do that can
0: i audit your workspace <laughs> uh, i mean <laughs> when is your lease up let's start there well
1: my, i'm not really on a lease anymore i'm like on a rolling like it, it is a goal of mine one day to actually actually buy a studio, but this is years into the future just because like I'm giving someone a rent payment every month and I can't really do the things I want to do because I don't, like I don't want to start drilling into these walls because I have to put this studio back to it the way I, found it and also there's only so much i can do anyway so like one day i will find myself an actual studio space somewhere but that's in that's into the long-term future i'm i'm happy where i am for the moment so you've got
0: a macbook pro is so effectively a desktop
1: yes the other thing i wanted to mention i was like why do i want separate machines it just popped into my head there because obviously you have the one machine that's
0: where I, where i was going i was like okay so you have these two why do you have two
1: my recording computer i want in a completely stable state like it does not run the most recent version of the operating system the heart like the apps that are on it are set up in just a certain way like i i don't want to i thought about this for a while i was like oh i could just have one laptop and i could just have it be the one machine and i move it from place to place like desk to desk i tried that i didn't like doing that it was just annoying um because this is also at a time where before the studio display existed and no displays in my life would ever work properly if I yeah. unplugged them. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm still using those displays, but now they stay plugged in all the time, so it isn't a problem except for when I need <laughs> to restart it. my Mac and then it's just like, oh, I spend like 10 minutes plugging and unplugging things until mm. it works again. Um, but I also kind of realized that I have I, always valued the peace of mind that, keeping a Mac in a stable software and operating system state provides me. But I'm also primarily a Mac user now. So I also want the most recent version of the operating system immediately. So I kind of need two Macs to deal with these two parts of my personality.
0: Yeah, Mm -hmm. I I get it. I mean, I I went from two machines down to one, and it comes with some costs there uh, Mm -hmm. for sure. Um, So you got the MacBook Pro. You got the Mapbook Air as the sort of everywhere else machine. How do you, it's so like you're recording, how do you get files from one to the other? Dropbox. And you got gigabits, so it's pretty quick.
1: Everything goes into Dropbox for me anyway, right? Like that's just like a thing. Like I, every file I have goes into Dropbox. Got it. Like I don't even put, unless something's on the desktop, but nothing important goes on the desktop, like ever. Um, the only thing that like I frequently use on the desktop, is um so for upgrade, we have these like shortcuts that I use that Jason wrote that create timestamps. You use them too, right? Mm-hmm. And it throws a text file onto my desktop, but I all I ever do is just copy the text out of that and just put it in Slack for Jim. And then that's the end of it. Like it's not a file that I need. So it's just all in Dropbox.
0: All in Dropbox. So the Mac Studio would be expensive. Would the M2 Pro Mac Mini fit? Like, would that? Would that give you enough storage and power and everything you need for that station? I'd imagine that it would.
1: If I'm gonna do it, I want a Mac Studio. If I'm gonna do it, like, cause this Mac Pro, I have, I have the M1 Max. Like, I really want to go up. Like, and also, like, when I do this, my plan is it will be like the iMac Pro for me, where it's like I'm gonna have the machine for like five years or yeah. something, and it's just gonna do its thing. Um, So, like, if I'm gonna do it, I want to do it. Plus, I want uh, one of the good things for me about the Mac Studio, and it was what really like 100% sealed this to me was something David said on Mac Power Users about like, and you were talking to him about it of like, I could get rid of the dock that I use because I will have enough I/O for everything I need on the machine, and I would like that because Mm -hmm. I'm very happy with the dock. I have an OWC dock, and it works great but it's just an extra hassle. Like today I had a thing where like, I don't know why, but my ethernet stopped working. So I had to unplug and replug the ethernet cable in and hmm. then restart my Mac because something went weird at the dock. I've had it happen a couple of times. It's like, whatever. But I just want all of this stuff is always easier and always better when it's just plugged directly into the computer. So like, it's just another reason why Mac Studio would be a, a a thing for the future.
0: Yeah, I've, I've got a CalDigit uh, the T- Is the TS4 the current one? Yeah. I, think, I think it's the one I've got. And yeah, so I have one cable to the laptop and then everything else comes off of that. And it's definitely not as nice as the Mac Studio where things are just permanently there.
1: Yeah, I really like the OWC dock. I know everyone always talks about the CalDigit Cal dock. CalDigit. But I have the 11-port Thunderbolt dock from OWC and I prefer it to the CalDigit. I think it looks nicer. And I found the CalDigit to be unreliable with monitor stuff Hmm. the owc is better okay they're all unreliable when it's not a studio display but (laughs) yeah this is better
0: so that's the hardware you've talked about why you have multiple setups i do think that having a desktop would be nice for you in that station but i understand that that's a bunch of money if you want something to last a long time and Another
1: reason I haven't done it, by the way, is I'll also have to redo the desk (laughs) completely. And I'm just like, I can't be bothered with it right now. You got to find
0: a Sunday afternoon to do that, you know? (laughs) Yeah. It's
1: like, it's none of this, none of the way I have this set up is going to work. Like Mm -hmm. it's all going to have to change because plus the desk that I use to record on is a small desk. I got like the smallest desk that fully made, like it's not very big. Um, so every inch of this desk is very effectively planned and used. It is it is the best layout I've ever had on a desk, right? It's just, like, all set nicely, um, but that will all have to change. And I'm and I I'm confident I can make it work, but it's just, like, another reason why I haven't been, like, super, like, keen on going to the Mac Studio route. But the issue I have, and I know I have, is the longer I leave it, the less money I can make out of this MacBook Pro. That's true. Like, that's that's where the clock is ticking. But just trying to line everything up hasn't been awesome. I don't know if you knew but I bought a house last year, yeah, yeah. and we're decorating the whole house. So it's like, you know, money is going where it needs to go yeah, right now.
0: Yeah, we're in unprecedented economic times. Yeah. Et cetera. Mine, et cetera. mine are extra unprecedented. <laughs> <laughs> Let's switch gears to software. Uh, you have provided a couple of uh couple of images that we can put in the Discord and in the show notes of your menu bar and your dock. Is this from the MacBook Air, I assume? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Cause that's that's your daily really. You're you're just They're sitting effectively down
1: effectively the same. Okay. Like but the MacBook Pro has a couple of different things. Um, like I have Skype in the dock of my MacBook Pro, which I don't have in my MacBook Air. Okay. Um but like, there's like a couple of things that are different. But yeah, no, I did them. I I did two things. One, it is on the MacBook Air, and also plugged into the studio display. Got it. Which was important because when it's just a MacBook Air, all of the things in my menu bar, you don't see
0: them all.
1: <laughs> like yeah, much yeah, Chaos. The much eats. Yeah. Them.
0: Yeah, I, I use uh, I use what what did it, what, we just said it? What is the name of this app? Uh, Bartender. Yeah all the mm-hmm. time no but even then like even with
1: bartender like if i have a timer timer running yes yeah, that's because you have too many things okay so i am
0: going to put this in the discourse people can see your menu bar you don't need all this stuff visible all the time what are you talking about some of the stuff like battery and audio that can go into control center why easily no,
1: so i'm gonna tell you no on that one right like hey who's doing the auditing here son well okay but i, c- I don't just have to do well i guess that is the point, isn't it? I do have to do whatever you're telling me. Yeah, I don't like like that, though. Can I I answer for my crimes? Please. If you would call them that. So, battery is that, like, the MacBook Air surprises me sometimes, where it's like, oh, no, I just didn't charge. Hmm. And I'm not aware of that until it's too late. And I think this comes from, like, being plugged in all the time. Like, sometimes it doesn't charge. Like, it purposefully isn't charging. Like, the Mac is trying to do some smart stuff of assuming... Like oh I don't need to charge right now like it, it assumes that I don't need battery so like sometimes I'm at home and I've got my laptop open and my battery's super low but I guess it will tell me right yeah all right I'm gonna agree with you on that one okay. I will although you should be keeping these for the end you're supposed to make your recommendations for me at the end so you should be keeping notes
0: all right I'm gonna put a, an image in my menu bar I'm doing it now with bartender expanded so people can see it uh so you've got you got your less, a lot of stuff in the menu bar all the time. What is that Moom? Do I see Moom as your window manager?
1: Moom is my window manager. Okay,
0: that's good. I think that's uh, spoilers for the upcoming episode of Mac Power Users, but that's the one everyone should try first, so that's good. You've got some stuff in here, though, that I'm not super familiar with right off the bat. What's the downward arrow in a box and the circle next to it? That is Drop Zone. This is a Voorhees app, right? He's a fan of it, I think. I heard about
1: it on a Mac Power Users episode. Interesting. It was one of the, like, this was ages ago, like, uh, cheap utilities for the Mac Mm. episode or something like that, like 10 under 15 or something like that. I don't remember what what the conceit was, but it was like you guys were just running through a bunch of Mac apps that you like. And uh, I've got to say there is something particularly fun in that because you always say, like, ah. did you not hear on Mac power users like I must have forgotten proving that you can also forget sure right? well so, the,
0: on Sunday's episode we rounded up like 15 window managers and it's pushed all mm-hmm. other Mac utilities out of my brain I don't remember they're right. all
1: no, the only Mac utilities that exist are yeah. window
0: managers yeah um, okay so you got that you got some inside a bartender you've got you guys got a whole bunch here could you just quickly run through them maybe left to right
1: yeah that's the Wacom app okay of wacom tablet then carabiner elements
0: oh boy you're doing the hyperkey thing
1: yeah i do this for the um the, the aforementioned uh shortcuts that i use to trigger the note things for uh taking notes when i'm recording with Jason of like edit points and stuff mm-hmm. i have like so it's bound like caps lock is therefore replaced to shift control command option or whatever. And so I press like caps lock a to bring up the notes thing. However, when I'm actually, I have that, but then I also have a a macro pad, which is also bound to those same things. Okay. So I can press those buttons, but I also want it. So when, if I'm recording while traveling, it's the, it's the same thing, like caps lock a caps lock S Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff to fire those off. Uh, then it's Time Machine, but you knew that. Yes. Uh, then, then I have Clean My Mac. Mm-hmm. Then I have Set App. And
0: then Obsidian. Obsidian, yeah. That's a t- terrible menu bar icon, Obsidian. What are you doing?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, it's the new logo, right? The new. Have you seen? The, you know the new logo? I like the new yeah, logo. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's bad. Oh, I like it. Uh, Raycast, which is an even worse logo.
0: In my That's opinion. the worst one up here, I think. It's like it's like IBM. It looks made... There's something really 1981 about it. Yeah.
1: I don't understand the Raycast logo at all. Uh, Then Hand Mirror, which is a really cool little utility, which um, lets you just show your camera. It just gives you your camera in a little drop-down window, so you can see how you look before going on a call. Uh, Pop Clip. Okay. Which lets you do stuff with text. Like, it, it... ostensibly like you should cut copy paste when you highlight text. But I have a few things there. So like if I highlight a bunch of links, it will allow me to open all those links at once, which mm-hmm. is very helpful. Um and I also have it for title casing stuff. Okay. Um then I have IStat menus.
0: Yeah. You got CPU uh, memory, SSD, and then your network activity. Yeah. Why do you care? About what? About any of that. Like you have a, a awesome really. Apple Silicon machine.
1: The the main one I want is network activity, and okay. it's like if I think something's going wrong, but I just leave it there. It's just like in there, like it's in bartender. I never see it. Like yeah, yeah. So if I ever need it, it's there. Uh, but I don't. Uh, backblaze, good call, and then spotlight, text expander, rocket, which is the emoji app, and AirBuddy.
0: You have you have really put together like a a who's who of Mac utilities here. So I commend you for that. There's some really good stuff in here. It's
1: because I listen to this podcast. <laughs> These guys it's just talk about my menu, power b- users all the time. Uh, it's
0: really it's menu bar power users. We just do other stuff sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I think my concern about your menu bar is that there are some things that should probably be in Bartender and some things that probably shouldn't be. Like for example, okay, I would think and as the way I do it, Time Machine is pretty important to me. Like I want to know if my backups have just stopped. Or if one's currently running, and maybe if I give it thirty seconds, I can you know then eject the drive and move on. That I feel like is more important than something like Moom or Screenshot X or PCALC.
1: Are you making an? Are you making a recommendation? Because we've we've already had this conversation.
0: Yeah, but I feel like okay, okay. Or, it, or you can split it if you want. We'll split, split it. I'm already, now. I'm already down this road. I, I just I feel like the priority of what is in the menu bar and what is not is just a little bit confused in places that's all
1: well i would say i feel like i never need time machine like i don't ever want to think about it like i don't want to check that it's happening like it should just be working should be right but but also time machine will tell you if it hasn't been
0: backing up after like 14 days like
1: (laughs) yeah but that's fine because i use backblades okay
0: and i guess i guess you're like me everything's in dropbox everything's in dropbox yeah
1: Okay. So, like, I, I'm willing to take your recommendations, but there, are, I feel like there are some things where maybe I can give additional context for. It's okay. like, I can put it in the menu bar, but like, I don't need yeah. it
0: there. Well, in that, in, in that case, I would just I would try to find a couple of things that could go into Bartender, really, so your timery menu bar item can be visible at all times. That feels like an yeah, important I think,
1: thing. I think I'm going to, uh, well, I'm going to make, make your suggestion of removing the battery. Mm-hmm. why volume though do you think you th- you don't think i need that i
0: don't think so i mean it's just right control center and if you're hooked up to an interface it doesn't work anyway so
1: yeah but this this mac isn't but i, I have it because it's also like a quick way to attach my airpods even though you're
0: running uh uh, uh air buddy air buddy
1: i feel like i can never really get my airpods where i want them to be
0: yeah do you use the auto switching thing yes yeah it's it's I, i've turned it back on in the beta and i think it's better now than it used to be but sometimes it just doesn't do what i want it to do
1: i love it except with the mac like that's the problem like on ios and ipad os it's awesome but on the mac it's kind of never really doing what i want it to do so I, I i want a bit more control over it
0: you also have uh what is the icon in between one password and fantastical what's the clock icon
1: the clock. It's called the clock. It's a world clock. Got it. Okay. I was like, why, why do you have... I would say I could move that to Bartender.
0: I don't need that enough. Yeah, so I use Elswin to make time list, but I also use it to quickly just like see what time it's going to be in a place.
1: Well, let me ask you this question. Has elsewhen changed their menu bar icon?
0: No. So this is what I'm going to say. elsewhen developers, you are in our Discord. Your app does not need to have its name in my menu bar. You don't need to be as wide as the date Apple puts up there. Just put your icon. Get rid of the name. Mm-hmm. Please, please. Please.
1: Please. 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 We love the app. l is an incredible app. It's one of my favorite apps. This is almost a deal breaker. For, well, for putting it in the menu bar. So it just, I don't use the menu bar utility. You got to banish it. You got to, that's no good. Apparently you can now remove the name from the menu bar app. We are now being given live, I don't know, but I'm being told that.
0: Steven, you can remove the name of the menu bar. Okay, someone tell me where it is, and we can go. Okay, I will come back to that. That's good. I'm glad that's there. I just need to get it working. Other than that, I feel like yeah, I feel like your menu bar is okay. Just I think it, I think the top level needs some tidying up. That's what I would say.
1: All right. So I'm gonna what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna the clock. Well, the clock is gonna be replaced for elsewhere. So that's one. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna put the battery and sound into control center. Back yeah. into control center. And I'm gonna see how I feel about that. Elsewhere, will also be in bartender, cause I don't I don't need that there all the time. And I'll know where to go to find it. Okay. All right. They're good ones.
0: This episode of Connected is brought to you by Nom Nom. Don't settle when it comes to your dog's health. Make the switch to fresh food made with the real ingredients and backed by science. That's Nom Nom. Nom Nom delivers fresh dog food with every portion personalized to your dog's needs so you can bring out their best. Nom Nom's made with real, whole food that you can see and recognize, without any additives or fillers that contribute to bloating and low energy. That's because Nom Nom uses the latest science and insight to make real, good food for dogs. Their nutrient-packed recipes are crafted by board-certified veterinary nutritionists, made fresh and shipped free to your door. Nomnom Nom has already delivered over 40 million meals to good dogs like yours, inspiring millions of clean bowls and tail wags. This is so important, especially as your dog goes through different stages of life, right? Like what a puppy needs and what an adult dog needs. And if you're like my dog and getting elderly, their needs are different too. And Nom Nom's entire ethos is to really give you what you need for your dog's age and stage in life. And with their expertise, I know they were making the right decision for our dog, Eva Corn Dog. That's her name, Eva Corn Dog. And it's a no-brainer because Nom Nom comes with a money-back guarantee. So if your dog's tail isn't wagging within 30 days, they will refund your first order. No fillers, no nonsense, just Nom Nom. Go right now for 50% off your no-risk two-week trial at trynomcom slash connected. That's T-R-Y-N-O-M, Trynom.com slash connected for 50% off. Our thanks to Nom Nom for their support of the show. And relay FM. Most important question, Mike. Where is your dock placed? In the middle. Good. Good.
1: <laughs> where is it supposed to be?
0: That's that's where we want it. Uh, it's more like a pallet there, I think, more than anything else. But that's cool. It's on the right. It's on the right. Like a civilized person. If you send feedback telling us where what the do, where the correct placement of the dock is, we're not going to read it because this is a personal decision, and many of us. Believe and just know that the right side is the correct side. Wait, you can't say it's a personal decision and then say what's correct. You can't. Well, I can say what
1: I want because I'm on the show. Right. Ah, uh, I see. I see. Yeah. If you if you wanna <laughs> if you wanna disagree with us, start your own podcast and say it on the podcast.
0: Nine years later, you can say it on your own podcast. No, uh, I, I used to be a, a bit of a, a bit hard on people about putting the dock in the wrong place. And as I've gotten older and, and, and wiser, and honestly, um, just older, uh, I've learned that, you know, some people just can't be helped, and they, they don't want to listen. <laughs> you're oscillating so wildly here right now. Oh, well, I'm loving it. You know, it. It's, a, it's some sort of a test for our listeners. So you got a bunch of stuff in here. Probably a few more things than I do, but you're a professional. You have, oh no, the Mac Stories virus has gotten you. What? <laughs> you have the App Store. Uh, in your dock, with the badge turned on. Yeah. Tell, tell, me, tell me about that. Don't have an answer for it. It's a good question. I feel like the App Store,
1: no matter what I tell it, refuses to update applications automatically.
0: Yes, on the Mac and the iPhone both. Yes.
1: So maybe this is why I've decided to keep it, because I feel like if I'm not aware of it, like I'm never, my apps are never going to get updated. That's fair. So what what do you how do you keep your apps up to date if you don't see? Uh, I just
0: store? open the app store like once a month and like oh yeah, gosh, I'm there's 27 live, things. in yeah, here. Yeah, <laughs> I can't live my life that way.
1: This so look if you want if you're telling me I need to remove it, then I'll remove it. But like the reason I keep it is I've been through this before, right? And it's just like uh yeah, but well, there's no other way for me to update the apps because also the notification I never want that. All right? I don't want the notification that tells me. No, that's
0: that's yeah, it's the worst possible
1: because it's I'm never ready. You know, like. I, I'm ready for this when I'm like, oh, let me do some chores on my Mac or whatever, right? Like I'm just tidying up some stuff, getting rid of some Windows or whatever. And I'm like, oh, I could also update some applications, so I could go and update some applications. So I think that's why I leave it there. Okay,
0: okay. I think that I think, I think that makes sense.
1: What I will concede is like I don't need Setup in the dock.
0: I'm gonna get rid of that. Yeah, their icons pretty good though, but I don't think it.
1: I think Setup actually does a better job than the Mac App Store of, of like updates. Like it deals with updates in the way that other Mac apps deal with updates. So like. It pops up when I use them and, like, hey, this needs to be updated. Will you update it? And it's like, yeah, okay, I'll do it. Right. Like, I'm used to this. Yeah. Where, like, I kind of, even though, like, the Mac App Store updating flow should be easier, it isn't. Like, I actually kind of like my app to tell me it needs an update and then I do the update. Right. Mm. Because, like, I've opened the app. I know it's only going to take, like, an extra minute and I'll be ready to do whatever it was I wanted to do in the first place. So, yeah, I like that flow
0: so what uh what is you okay so so next you've got settings you need that on the mac i use alpha and i usually just search and hit it but that, that's fine
1: mm, yeah but i don't need it there
0: i was a guy for years people would pile on me on twitter because i had Doc in the setting of, uh i had settings in the dock of my iphone and people thought it was uh, ridiculous
1: yeah that's bananas <laughs> <laughs> we're not turning our attention to you today okay but that that's okay. wild
0: uh, I'm curious, looking through this list, I see what I think is some rough groupings. Could you tell us a little bit of, if that's the case? Or,
1: Yeah, there are some groupings. So like some apps, see the problem is some apps are snuck into the groups. So like mm. that top group- Inf- Infiltrated. <laughs> yeah, you know, that top group used to be like Apple stuff. But okay. then Setapp went in there because it was like the logical place to put the Setapp icon next to the App Store icon. Sure. Right? But you got like, it goes Finder- App Store, Setup, Settings, Safari, Music, right? hmm And then Sonos.
0: And I, I see why those two are together, right? You get your media yeah. playback control type stuff.
1: Then I've got Messages, Slack, and Discord. Okay. And then Notes, Obsidian, and Notion. Yeah. Obsidian is not going to stick around.
0: I was going to say, didn't you move? aren't you moving out of Obsidian? I am moving.
1: It's slow. Okay. Like everything new's going in, and now like the old stuff is being moved out, but that's going to take a while. Uh, then I got Reader, R W E D E R Reader. Yeah. Classic. That's good. It's the best one. Um, Todoist, uh, Mime Stream, Mime Stream, Mime Stream, Spark, Timery, Zoom, Logic, Audition, QuickTime. Audio hijack, piezo, fission, forecast, overcast,
0: fusion cast. <laughs> that's, the, <laughs> <laughs> that's the cast uh-huh, section. <laughs> so that's, the, that's your podcast production section. Yeah. Why yeah. audio hijack and piezo? Just because piezo is like good for f- fast little stuff. I, okay. Uh, why do I use piezo? I mean, it looks good,
1: but it's cool. I use piezo. Okay. So, yeah. All right. I know why. Uh, really, this is on the MacBook. This Okay, so I have this one I'm recording. So I like to have two recordings of every podcast, right? So when I'm recording a Zoom call, I use Zoom, right? Mm-hmm. And Audio Hijack. Sure. But when I use Skype, there is no Skype recording anymore.
0: Yeah, yeah, call recorder is so long gone. To use
1: Audio Hijack and Piezo. Okay. Okay. I, I understand that. Um, it's just frustrating to me that I can't.
0: Yeah. It's just I mean, the big thing you need to do is whatever you're recording on Skype, is get rid of that. Like, you tell him. Come on. I'm I'm also struck. Okay. So so the way that that I tend to think about the doc on the side mm-hmm. is s- vertical hierarchy, and so more important things seem like kind of bubble further up. And I still do some grouping like you do, right? Like Slack and Discord and Ivory. Like, you know, there's kind of communications, you know, they're together. Um, I have Zoom, Audio Hijack, Logic, Forecast and Overcast towards the bottom because those are podcast things. I've seen a couple of days a week. But things like Spark and Mimestream kind of lost there in the middle, no man's land. And also there's no badges on them. Is all your email checked? Like what's your philosophy on badges on the Mac? Uh, I'm trying to
1: get rid of badges from everything other than messaging services. So like we were talking about this. I've taken badges off Todoist on my phone and I need to take badges off Todoist on my Mac. And like, I don't want email badges. Yeah. Like I'm trying to get to a point in my life where I only have badges for instant messaging.
0: Okay. Wow, how old are you? (laughs) You sounded real old there for a second. Why? Uh, (laughs) Instant messaging.
1: Well, but that was it. It wasn't just like messaging. It's like for Slack, but only DMs for iMessages, right? Do you know what I mean? So it's like what I would consider to not just be messaging, but instant messaging. Yeah,
0: you have Discord with the badge with no number. Oh,
1: someone tell me how to get rid of it. I, I feel this makes me feel like an old man. It is. I feel like it's almost impossible to get Discord to not give me some kind of badge, no matter what I do.
0: Agreed. I don't want
1: the red badge with the white dot in the middle, but I also want to get numbers, you know?
0: Yeah. See, I have have notifications off for Discord on the Mac. I have desktop notifications, but unread message badge turned off. Mm -hmm. And so I just have notifications for like a very few things and then, uh, but never badges. But yeah, it is, Discord I think is a little confusing in in that way. I think that's totally fair. Totally fair. Uh, Discord wants your attention all the time. Yep. Um, you got two mail apps here, Mimestream and Sparkmail. Spark Sparkmail. Yep. Sparkmail is for, if I can remember correctly, is relay stuff with you and Carrie, so you can have, like, side conversations and...
1: And my personal email.
0: And your personal email is in there, because Mimestream doesn't do iCloud. It's just Gmail right now. Correct. What's in Mimestream, then? Cortex stuff?
1: Just Cortex. Okay. Because they're all Gmail accounts. Okay.
0: Mimestream is really I've, good. Uh, it's so yeah,
1: good. Yeah, I and i'm kind of like i'm in this like diff- i'm in like a difficult phase of email again because it's like now i'm getting enough email like part of the reason i was able to keep the apps separate was cuz it wasn't getting a lot of email through the cortex email but mm-hmm. now i'm dealing with more of that yeah and so like i have to use the gmail app on my iphone and so i'm kind of like shut us out onto spark but i really don't want to do that uh, i'm in a I'm in a bad I'm in a bad email I'm always in a bad email spot right and like right now is bad I you know Stephen. I also thought I'm thinking like can and this I don't know if I can do this but I'm like can I turn off notifications for email mm. like I feel like I feel like maybe I could do that but I don't know I'm scared but like I feel like I can get in closer to the point where I can do that and I would love to do that but I can't bring myself to do that but I don't if I'm if I'm being honest with myself, I I don't think I need it, but I think the main honestly the main issue I would find is like triaging, like I triage email from notifications all the time.
0: I ju- so literally, like, someone, something came in when you were talking. I deleted it from the notification. Like, this is gone. Exactly.
1: Forever. So, I feel like otherwise, every time I sit down and open my emails, be like, ah,
0: right? Like, it's going to be like too much. Do you subscribe to the thing? I know some people do this and it's madness to me. We're like, I'm only going to look at my email between 1 and 3 p.m. No, no. Yeah, no, no. Because do you know why? I exist in
1: the real world.
0: Yeah, right? like, yeah. I, I tried this. Yeah.
1: I tried this. We have like, a company. Uh,
0: People need us. Yeah. <laughs> I tried this
1: when I worked at the bank.
0: Yeah. Well, banks, not a real company. I mean, it, wor-
1: <laughs> oh, it worked because I just didn't care. <laughs> so that, that's the way to do it. You know what I mean? If yeah. you just don't care, mm-hmm. then like you can get away with a lot of things, but that wasn't Yeah, like, that was the thing I could do mm-hmm. then. Uh, but now I kind of like, I care. So mm-hmm. I, I don't, you know, but yeah, no, I I would like to, I would like to, I'm thinking about it. Like, obviously, I don't know why, but like, I'm thinking about a lot of things with notifications right now. Like, nothing's happened. I'm just like, it's just things are popping. I'm like, he, he, like I've opened Pandora's box, right? Like, I thought mm-hmm. of one thing. So I'm like, well, what about this other thing as well,
0: right? I noticed uh, a couple of things here that I just have a couple of questions about. Parcel and shortcuts. Are you using them enough for them to take up Docker state. I
1: don't know why they're there. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you a question, too. Mm-hmm. I want to see if you have this issue, and I don't know why this happens. When I get notifications from Parcel on my Mac, yeah. when I clear them, it opens the app. Yeah. Why? I don't why? know. Why? How? How and why? No other app that I use does this, but if I press the X button, it opens Parcel. Why does that happen?
0: I don't I don't know is it a catalyst app maybe that's like a weird uh, uh I, don't, I don't know but d
1: do, do you have this happen? Have you ever notice this
0: uh yes, I do
1: isn't that strange it is weird like i' I don't use any other application where this happens because it also just feels like who is that who who who's that for <laughs> you know what I mean like who's that for? I've said no, I don't want it like, but you open the app like that doesn't make any sense mm-hmm Yo- I blame. Notifications on the Mac for this, by the way, because that the the system is bad. That's true.
0: It's true. Uh, you also have things down here, like floating out. I guess. It, well, first of all, is numbers always there, or is it there just because it's open at the moment? Uh, numbers is always there now. Wow, big business, boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you've got things. W- what's going on in things, and why is it not with Todoist?
1: Uh, technically, things is part of the podcast production workflow. Okay. But like, so down at the bottom there, there's just a bunch of miscellaneous stuff, right? Underneath Pixelmator Pro, it's just like, here's a bunch of stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Numbers is part of that. But okay. yes, things is just, things is just down there. Things is just living its life. I don't think I want, mm, it doesn't make sense to me to put it up with to Todoist because it isn't like my other apps.
0: Right, it's not a daily,
1: yeah. It's not a daily, it's like once a month.
0: And you have uh, one stack down there that I assume is the download stack. You, you got a PDF or something that's like failed downloading. It's like progress bar sticking in there.
1: Uh, actually, this is just another weird bug I have on the Mac. My downloads folder always has a like in progress. Oh no. Does, there's nothing I can do about it. It seems like.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, you need a new computer.
1: Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this isn't the computer I want to change.
0: Yeah. So I am a huge fan of the download stack. I use it all the time. It's fantastic. I do, however, so the, before at some point this changed, but it's in the past it was it would only show like the most recent thing. There is the icon, or you or by um, sorted alphabetically, mm-hmm. and I didn't like that because it meant the download stack looked different over time, and I found that to be a little troubling, and so I used to have a folder with the download icon pasted onto it, and the folder was named asterisk, asterisk, asterisk. And so I sorted by name, and it was always there. But now, I don't know when this changed. At some point, they changed it, where you can display as a folder. So if you look at my screenshot, you just see the little downloads folder down there. And I can just go in there when I need it. It's much cleaner. Yeah. And it would hide your janky, broken PDF situation. (laughs) Although it is kind of funny. Well, no, because it's it's like, there is no... (laughs) Thing. Well, at least it wouldn't be the icon in the. Uh, in but the I actually kind of like that
1: because it forces me to deal with the things that are in there.
0: <laughs>
1: okay, right? Because sure. otherwise, it like it gets super full. Like one day we need to talk about, like what it's like to work with Stephen Hackett when it comes to file mm, management. It's really good. Everything's nicely organized. No, and arranged. it's not. No, it's not really good because it's like imagine a world where there's alphabetical sorting except where there isn't.
0: Sometimes things get AAA at the
1: beginning because they need to be at the top. Other than that, <laughs> or underscores or like stars, like this is what it's like. Like, just <laughs> so. So, one
0: example right now, okay. So, Dropbox Relay FM Admin St. Jude yeah. campaigns. Uh-huh. The folders are 2019, 2020, 2021, 2022. 2023 St. Jude. I named it that, so in the sidebar, I don't have a folder that just says 2023. Yeah, but, like, but when it comes out of the sidebar, I'll change it back. Understand. You, <laughs> just be a year. You you share all this stuff with me, you know?
1: Yeah, but and you, yeah, you seem with fine with it. <laughs> Do I? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I didn't even know this one. Like I've used <laughs> it for like this. I feel like that the, the Saint Jude folder is very much your domain, except for a folder that I just added to that one, which is very rare that I put things in there. But there's something in there which I'm very excited about. It oh it's the first yes, folder yes, the, that yes. is gonna. If we can pull this one off, oh boy, it's gonna be a fun time around here. But like mine is like we have a folder Relay FM like Dropbox Relay FM branding underscore final art, and then inside of that underscore PNG is the top folders
0: yeah that's that needs that that's legacy from a previous designer who i need i need to i need to clean that up the branding folder is bad i will give you that yeah
1: but i know you want it there at the top like i, I do know, so you'll just find another or you'll just if you don't call it underscore you just put like <laughs> triple a final art. like triple
0: a final maybe. it's not like that's out. better it's not like that's better oh man oh i just found uh there's some funny stuff in this branding folder okay Oh, there's so much stuff.
1: There's like, there's just like a bunch of stuff in here. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. So it happens when your company is nearly a decade old. So like there's going to be weird, there's going to be weird stuff instead of the
0: final artwork folder. <laughs> yeah. Some of it's not final at all is what we're, uh-huh. what we're saying. Overall, I feel like your dock is in much better shape than your menu bar. Okay. And I feel like I understand your two laptop life, even though I think it should be desktop and a laptop, but I understand why you're putting that off. Uh-huh.
1: This isn't as much madness as I thought it would be. There are things that you haven't asked me about. What do you want to be asked about? I don't want to be asked about it. But you're like, tell me about your backup situation. Like that's. Tell
0: that me either. about your backup situation. Well, we talked about it. You have Time Machine. Is that on both computers or just one? Nah. Just on the just on the air. Nah. <laughs> nah. Just- nah, man. <laughs> I have Time Machine
1: on the MacBook Pro. But not the computer that you're actually working on. I don't even know what the Time Machine. Oh wait. No, wait. Did I change that? Hang on. Wait. Stop. Be right back. Where is he going? Yeah, there's no time machine, but you should blame Apple for it, really, hmm. because they didn't put enough USB-C ports in the back of the Studio Display. If only there
0: was a way to get more ports that you'd already paid for.
1: I don't want a dock. I don't want a dock on that desk. I don't want to. You
0: could set up a wireless time machine to like a like a. Okay, so if you have a desktop, yeah, here's the thing: like... you get a desktop for your recording machine. Uh huh. You put a big SSD off the back of it. And you make that a time machine target for your other computer. And it just backs up over the network.
1: I don't fully know what that means, but I have no doubt that I can look into it. I can it.
0: set it up for you. Just fly me over. Fly me over, baby. Yeah. Uh,
1: all right. Okay. We'll do that. But uh, maybe by the time. Maybe next year. Yeah, that'd be a great idea. By the time you come to London, I'll have bought a Mac Studio. How about that? Okay. I can guarantee all of that. And then you can come to the studio. You can kind of make a studio and you can uh, you can hook me up. Because I don't fully understand what you're asking of me, but it sounds like a good thing.
0: Yeah. Look, I've done the touristy stuff in London because I was there for your wedding. Uh, next time I come back, it's just going to be to wire things up in your office. Sounds like a great time. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. For it's really great. <laughs> yeah, I know you are.
1: I'm not. Yeah. I don't want you all up in here messing with things. You're not going to like the cable management. No, I've seen pictures.
0: We're not even touching your PC today. And It's beyond my... Gonna like, you are not going to like the cable management down here. Um, I guess my big... No, the PC's cable management's
1: pretty good. It's like the...
0: I've seen, oh, the, I've seen pictures of the floor, the all
1: the switches, the power cables. Oh, yeah, that's the problem. Like, the, the multiple, like, extension cords plugged into extension cords. Mm-hmm. Is that dangerous?
0: It feels dangerous. But they should let you do it, right? They it it's <laughs> dangerous. <laughs> I mean, you can drive at 90 miles an hour, but you shouldn't, you know? I have, I'm have. i sure it's fine. I guess my biggest question is goes back to the... The two machines, and you, we've touched on it. We danced around it a little bit, but you know, what is sort of your methodology or your? Uh, I've said the word philosophy a bunch, but your philosophy for keeping those two machines the same. Like,
1: I could Whoa, see bad. bad. I could see.
0: I see two roads. One, like you keep them identical, and it's just a pain. Or the recording machine is so different, like it's really just recording. Like it doesn't have your email, and it doesn't have your. Whatever you're doing in things and I,
1: yeah I thought about you, you're that kind of in between I guess. yeah and also like I've kind of like the way that I my philosophy for it now because I tried both keep it exact and keep it separate and realistically now it's just like it's neither right where it's and and that's kind of the point of it like if there are big changes like I'll make those changes like I'm making changes to the dock and like my docs are mostly the same on machine-to-machine, and so I'll make those changes because that's just, like, muscle memory stuff, right? So, like, I'll make those changes in both places. Um, It is hilarious to me now looking up at my menu bar and seeing that I have the power on this MacBook Pro. You don't need that. Like, I have the battery icon there. You don't need that. This machine is never unplugged. That's hilarious. Uh, But, like, I, I... I don't try to run them super close because if I try and do that, it's just an exercise in frustration because there is just no good way to do that. And so I kind of treat it as a little bit in the middle where big fundamental changes, I'll try and keep in sync across both Mm -hmm. machines and, but otherwise I will operate them kind of differently.
0: Like, do you remember when we started relay, I was still at my job and I recorded in like that podcast studio in the building that like some startup had built that I borrowed from them once a week. I don't think I do remember Yeah. That. And then one day I came in, they just like torn it down and didn't tell me even though like I'd paid for part of it. And <laughs> cool. Thanks guys.
1: Oh my God. That is a blast from the past. I remember it. Now you're telling me a long time ago, uh, for some reason in my memory, you were just recording at the office, but like you were, yeah, you this weren't. was like
0: an incubator and they built a little studio and I'd help them. And part of the deal was I got to use it. Um, And then one day they just torn it out. (laughs) Oh, cool. Uh, Thanks for texting me. You know, my office is only three stories above you. You could just come up and told me. In that situation, I was using truly a recording computer. That computer was there all the time. I said my own user on it. And like, it was kind of nice that all I had on the dock was like Safari, Audio Hijack Pro, I guess at the time, and Skype. Like, (laughs) it was like, this is, it's it's like an appliance almost. And maybe that would be... Then maybe that would help the frustration if you treated them like really differently. Like this one is kind of a moat unto itself, but
1: something to think about. I am going to think about that actually. The, uh,
0: and you could you could try it by just creating a new user, and then
1: I'm terrified of creating a new user. Ah, uh, somebody. Yeah, but like there are settings, right? They're not going to say that's true. Like what happens the first time I open Logic?
0: Oh yeah, it's not gonna know anything about you, but <laughs> yeah, and I don't want to live in that world. But are you opening Logic on the recording computer? You know? Yes, yeah, where I edit. So you're editing on the recording computer. God, I, I think I think that fell through the cracks in my brain. Okay.
1: I didn't say it, but yes, yeah, so it, it's 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 the production machine, right? Like I'm, I'm editing. Okay, here so too. then why
0: do you have Logic and all that stuff on your MacBook Air? Why is that in the dock?
1: Because I do also sometimes edit on the MacBook Air. I guess it doesn't need to be in the dock though, does it?
0: Yeah, I could take I could. I honestly don't need logic in the doc because I always start logic with a template file and finder, but it's just there.
1: So do I. But I like I just like to know it's there. Well, it, you know, well,
0: you know can... if someone like looks over your shoulder, like, oh that guy, he edits, you know? Big big editor energy.
1: Yeah. He... Wow, look at all these audio apps. He might. <laughs>
0: the doc is full of stuff that I never heard of. Full of audio apps I've never heard of. All in all, I think you're in good shape. Think about some tidying up. All right. Think about time machine. Think about Well no, I'm gonna wait for time machine. You gotta come here and do it. Think about roping off the recording machine a little bit better.
1: Well, I'm gonna well I'm gonna think harder about buying a new computer.
0: That too. Yeah, I mean it's a good time to to start over, you know. Mac Studio. Mm, I wouldn't do that. Wouldn't do that. I would look at an M two Pro Mac Mini. That may be enough. It may not be enough I.O. That may be the only problem.
1: No, I wanna do Mac Studio. If I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it. Yeah. Otherwise I'll just stay with this MacBook Pro. As the value slowly leaks out of the back. Yeah, I mean, what, a computer that leaks, that's no problem.
0: Well, I think that does it for this week. If you want to find the stories we spoke about and links to a bunch of apps and screenshots uh, that we went through on Mike's audit, uh, check out the show notes in your podcast player. They're also on the web at relay.fm slash connected slash 462. You can also submit feedback or follow up. There's a button there in your app and a link in the on the website to do that. Again, we're not going to be addressing doc placement, but everything else I think is uh, is open season. You can find us online. Maybe you should create
1: like a, a doc placement button and you could just straight up delete everything that goes. It just goes there.
0: to analogs feedback form. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can find us online. Uh, we're on threads. Mike is iMike, I-M-Y-K-E. He is also the host of a bunch of other great shows here on the Relay FM podcast network, and he's the co founder of Cortex Brand. You can follow me on threads as ISMH86, and you can find me on Mac Power Users each and every Sunday. Uh, this, this episode coming up about window management is really good. I think uh, if you're looking for a window manager solution, that episode will be for you. Uh, you can also find my writing over at 512pixels.net. Federico is not here, but send him a description of your third most used emoji uh, on Mastodon. He is there as Vitici at maxstories.net, like we said. I'd like to thank our sponsors this week, ExpressVPN, Indeed, and Nom Nom. And until next time, Mike, say goodbye. Cheerio. Bye y'all.